What's going on, everybody? This is Brian Ward of the Dad Up Podcast, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I am super excited about the guest that I have on today. But before we get to that, if you have not yet subscribed to my show, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get on with the show. Thank you, everybody, for joining me again on another episode of Dad Up. I'm really excited for my guest that I have on. Uh, He and I have kind of gotten a chance to connect over the last few weeks, um, and I'm really excited for the things that he's going to share because he's he's a uh, a best-selling author. Uh, he's a dad. He's a husband. Uh, he he's he's has a huge relationship with Christ, and I'm really excited to kind of dive into all those things. But uh, my good friend Jordan Rayner has joined me on Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Um, I'm excited for this conversation because there's so many different directions we can go with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but for my listeners who may not know who you are, I yep. mean, you're you're a best-selling author, and I just I want to dive into the backstory of. Uh, Jordan, because I don't yeah. know your backstory. Yeah. And so I want to know the backstory of Jordan and then also where it's led you through your life, through your transition into who you are today. And yeah. obviously this is a dad podcast. So I want to know about your family as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Hey, uh, Jordan Rayner based in Tampa, Florida, lived here almost all my life. I'm a sixth generation native and my backstory, at least professionally is really in the world of tech startups. Uh, I was a tech entrepreneur for about 10 years, uh, sold my first two ventures, and most recently exited as CEO of a very well-funded tech startup uh, that I currently serve as executive chairman of the board. Um, So kind of really the crux of my professional journey goes back about six, seven years ago now when I was selling my second company. Selling my second business, trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And as any entrepreneur does who sells two businesses, like the natural things, you go start another one, right? Um, but for a little bit there, I was also considering planning a church. Uh, mm-hmm. I grew up in the church. I've been a Christian for as long as I can remember. And I just really believed seven years ago that if I wanted my life to matter, I had to do the work of a pastor or a missionary. And... Um, Thankfully, I had a mentor in my life pull me aside one day. He knew I was considering these two paths, start another business, start a church. He said, hey, Jordan, I, I hear you're thinking about starting a church. And this guy like led Bible studies at my church, wherever, so I thought he was going to pat me on the back, maybe, maybe write me a check. He's like, that sounds really, really dumb. To really? Me. Yeah. And I was shocked. I was like, what do you mean it sounds dumb? He's like, Jordan, you're a talented entrepreneur. You created a lot of jobs. You created a lot of wealth. Why do you believe that you have to go start a church in order for your work to matter? Don't you get that your work as an entrepreneur is ministry? And I had no idea what this guy was talking about. Mm -hmm. So I went back and I just started reading my Bible in a lot of ways for the first time through this fresh lens. I went back to Genesis 1 and I realized that, wait a second, before God tells us that he is loving or holy or omnipotent, He tells us that he is a God who makes things, who creates, who works. And that changed my life, Brian. So spoiler alert, I didn't go start a church. I went to go lead another business that I'm I'm executive chairman of today. But the irony is I did step down for that tech startup 
to create content full-time. And that's what I'm spending my time doing today, creating content that helps my kids and helps adults understand that the work they do 40, 50 hours a week matters deeply to God, who I would argue is the first entrepreneur and matters deeply to the world. And so that's kind of the, the core message of all of my content, including this children's book that I'm releasing right now called The Creator in You. You know, coming, coming back to kids and, and being a dad, uh, I'm a dad to three really little kids, three, three daughters, seven, five, and two. And Brian, I can't tell you how many books I've read to my kids about the creation account of Genesis 1. And they all follow the same pattern, right? God created this on day one, this on day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, the end. And they drive me nuts because day six wasn't the end of creation. It was just right. the beginning. It's when God passed the baton to human beings and said, hey, I made you to look like me. And what that means is I made you to create things, to build businesses and art and all these other things to fill up this largely blank canvas of a world mm -hmm. with things that love people really well. So that's why I wrote this book, The Creator and You. It's essentially uh, a three-act play in three minutes, right? Act one, you see God working with his hands for those first six days. And then act two, about a third of the way through the book, it says, and now you might think that our story is ending, but this is just the beginning. God made you to look like him and act and work and create with him because while in six days, God created a lot, there are so many things that he simply did not, like bridges and baseballs, sandcastles and s'mores. God asked us to create and fill the planet with more. And then finally, the third act of this book is just watching these kids mm -hmm. with joy fill the earth with art and businesses and tree forts and spaceships and culture, right? Mm -hmm. I just want my kids to get this. I want your kids and all the kids in the world to get this message at a really early age. Yeah, that's awesome. You uh, uh, let's unpack there. You 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 talked about a lot of different things there and yeah. I want my listeners, my viewers to know my show is not a faith-based show. Yeah. Uh, this is not a show that, you know, if you're if you're looking for strictly a faith-based show, this is not the show for you. This is a show on how we raise up our children. Right. However, however, I will say this, the discussions, the things that he just talked about, uh, about the uh, going back to Genesis and the things that the way that the world was created and how we are created under God, um, those examples that he's giving in there are, they're faith-based examples, but they're for real principles of life. And he talks about that in the third chapter of that book where he yeah. just, what he just mentioned. Now I want to go back to that though, Jordan, because you had talked about that you're creating this, I guess, this platform where you're creating content for people yeah. to really um, not only learn about them as creatures, mm -hmm. as human beings, but also how they can apply the things that they're doing in their lives uh, to be yeah. successful and everything that it is they're doing. It's one of the reasons why I do the show. But I want you to give me an example of like, when you're talking about content, you're creating content for people. Give me some examples of that so that people can have a better understanding. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So the written word is my my first uh, love as a content creator. So I'm writing against a five book deal with Penguin Random House right now, which includes a couple of children's books, a couple of adult books. Um, and then podcasting. I love the form of audio. So we have a podcast called The Call to Mastery, another one uh, with my friend Mark Batterson called Redeem the Day. So I love audio. That's the majority of that content. But this children's book lane is super interesting to me because 
you know, I, 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 I think we can implant ideas in young people at a pretty early age. And I think one of the most important ideas for kids to learn is just a philosophy of work in the world. Because right. they're going to grow up and hear so many messages about, ah, work is a meaningless means to an end, or ah, work is all about making yourself happy. And I just reject that thinking. I think it leads to unhappiness. I think we find the utmost joy and happiness in our work when we reimagine it as service to others, right? Mm. And that's really the core biblical message. I want my kids growing up excited about their careers, excited about whatever it is they want to do. And that's why I wrote this book. Mm. I love that. Service to others is super important and it's something that we uh, kind of hear, you know, in the entrepreneurial space, we hear about entrepreneurs really provide a service to others. And I think that the reward, the reward in doing that comes back to you in tenfold. Yeah. So if you're constantly focusing on what service can I provide to you, that's it, eventually going to circle back around. And it's the same thing in parenting. When as we as parents, we're, we're guides, we're protectors, we're you know, we're providers, um, we provide uh, advice, all those different things. I'm providing a service to my kids and yeah. how it comes back to me is that my kids are well-established and, yeah. and functioning adults when they get older and become adults. Um, totally. I mentioned this on, a, on an episode that I had just, I was talking to a guy just a couple of days ago and I said, listen, people don't understand that as parents, it's our role and responsibility to pr pr protect our children, provide to our children, but the children are not ours. They're loaned on loaned to yes. us from God. They are loaned to us from God and they are God's children. We are, we are doing our due diligence as uh, God's children ourselves yes. to raise up these kids. Um, totally. I, I think it's so powerful that you're providing uh, these children's stories because these children's stories are not just for kids. I think they're, they're also for adults too, to totally. read to their kids. They can get the messages together. It that was the to, point. That was right. the point. Yeah. <laughs> so it applies to both kids and to adults. Yeah. I love that because I have a good friend of mine who's also started a children's series. He's like, he's on his, he just published his second one. And they're really about um, lessons in life. And he, and he based it off of a book from his own dad who passed away suddenly last year. Um, so he based these lessons that he learned from his dad into this children's series. And I think it's yeah. really powerful. So well, think about, think about Pixar movies. Mm -hmm. uh, I, Pixar movies have been some of the most emotionally packed films for grownups. And so when I sat down to read this book, I was like, uh, to write this book uh, and really sit down with the illustrator who I think really nailed it. was like, all right, I want the art and the words to be so, to work for that five-year-old, but mm -hmm. also work to, for that 55-year-old who's reading the book uh, to that kid, like a Pixar movie. Uh, and it's part of the reason why we wanted an illustrator who would just create this big, epic art this is no cartoon art this is art you would hang in your office that mm -hmm. we have in this book and that was very intentional yeah i bet it was um it's funny that you bring up the pixar movies because my uh i have two boys and they're both adults they're 23 and 20 uh they were actually uh relaxing on the couch yesterday and they were watching uh i don't know why but they were watching toy story 4 i love it <laughs> And at the end of the movie, I haven't seen it. So I don't know anything about it. I want to watch yeah. it, but I haven't seen it. But at the end of the movie, uh, my older son comes in and tells, tells my wife and I, he's like, um, Brett is crying. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, cool. that, it's that emotional connection yeah. that we have with those types of movies. And, and yes, it's just a, it's just a story. It's just a cartoon. You know, it's just this computerized show that we're watching. 
but they make, they have so much impact on us as human beings. Yeah. I think that that can have the same effect from books, from reading these kind of stories that, that people like you are creating. No doubt. Um, I did want to ask you this though, as a dad of three young girls, yeah, you live this kind of environment. You live this kind of mind. Um, you have this mindset in the house, yeah. in the yeah. home. Yeah. Um, how, how do your kids not just go dad? Okay. Dad, you know, that, <laughs> kind of, that kind of thing, because you're constantly feeding it yeah. to them. I um, am constantly. And yeah, they roll their eyes from right. time to time, especially my seven-year-old. But I think some of it sticks, you know, I, I, my, my five-year-old, um, Kate, so my kids create a ton of art, of businesses, of everything. They're always creating things, right? And this has been very intentionally designed by my wife and I, but they ascribe it to the right place. Like my five-year-old Kate the other day, um, made this painting and she, she goes, daddy, look, I'm creative because God's creative. Mm. That's a really big idea yeah, for a five-year-old to understand. And my seven-year-old might roll her eyes, but my five-year-old might get it. And later on, my seven-year-old might appreciate it. So I'm just planting seeds. Yeah, I think we all want to plant seeds and harvest them on the same day. That's just not how life works. So right. I'm just trying to scatter as many seeds as I can. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's awesome. I, you know, I talk about it with parents all the time. I, you know, I've had parents right now that, that have come up to me and said, uh, you know, I, my, my kid is going through the teenage years. My kid just doesn't think I trust them, uh, thinks I'm kind of being this overprotective parent or doesn't want to hang out with me. And I just tell them, relax. It's all good. Just trust what, just, just, you know, monitor what they're doing. Know the friends that they're hanging out with, know the people that they're hanging out with, know the parents of the friends that they're hanging out with, and just trust what they're doing. But this is going back to something you said a few minutes ago, Brian, that I think is really important. If we believe that we are ultimately in control of the outcomes of our children, parenting is paralyzing, right? Because no parent can parent perfectly, right? But if we realize that ultimately we are just stewards of this mm. thing. And that right. ultimately they are God's children and he's the one that they need to be looking towards ultimately for guidance. Then it becomes a lot more free. Now we're not off the hook. Parenting is a good and important and hard job and it should be hard. I love that it's hard, but the beautiful truth of scriptures is part of the reason why I'm so drawn to the Christian faith is that I am not ultimately responsible for the results. Mm-hmm. And that I cannot tell you how liberating that is for me, knowing that I'm going to go downstairs at the end of the workday, I'm going to do my best. But at the end of the day, the results aren't in my hands, man, that is one of the most intoxicating feelings in the world. Yes, I agree with that. However, I'll add to that and say that if you can, as a parent, show your child when you as a grown adult make mistakes, mess 100%. up, fail as a parent, uh, didn't do something as a parent that you should have done. If you can, if you can be humble to your own children, not to your spouse, to your children and say, yes. listen, dad messed up. I yes. made that mistake and I want you to forgive me. I hope you forgive me, but I will let you know that I'm going to do everything in my power not to do that again. Yes. And uh, that teaches so such awesome. a powerful lesson to our kids to learn that even a, even a five-year-old yeah. can pick that up. Yeah. That can carry them on for years to come. And it, 
not only that, it has such an, an amazing impact on our level of communication and trust with our kids when they do get those tough teenage years and they really don't want to talk to mom and dad. Now they might because they know that they trust those conversations mm. with you. And they also know it's good to fail, right? I haven't reached Absolutely. teenage years yet, but I got to imagine if mom and dad are hopefully not too frequently, but frequently enough coming to the kids saying, I screwed up. I made a mistake. Is there grace here? And the kid mm-hmm. says, yes, the kid could translate that and do a 180 or reverse it on themselves. But like, you know what? Even when I screw up, I can tell mom and dad and know that this household is filled with grace and love. Yeah, absolutely. Agree completely. Um, showing them that uh, it's okay to make mistakes and, and yeah. that yet yeah, we're all human and uh, we're going to make those mistakes, but showing them that is, is, is truly amazing and goes a long way. Uh, I did want to ask you this. You're not a pastor. You have not been a pastor. You're, you're an author. You thought that you're, you're a business owner. You're uh, an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, but you have two young daughters and yeah. I've asked other pastors this. And I, so I want to direct it to you because you live in such a really strong faith-based home. So yeah. I want to ask you this question. It's a tough question. How, what advice would you give to parents? And this is something that I think about constantly for parents that are trying to raise their kids up in a faith-based home, mm-hmm. kids that rebel and don't necessarily trust or believe in God, or don't yeah. necessarily want to go to church anymore, or kind of, kind of want to you know what? I'm tired of going to church every Sunday, mom and dad. I'm tired of going to Bible study. I don't want to do that stuff anymore. I don't, what advice would you give to parents that may be struggling with that right now? Yeah. Well, I'll say this. I don't have a lot of authority to stand on here since my kids are still young and, 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 and we're not dealing with that yet, but thinking a few years down the road, I, I, I think, listen, as long as they're living in my house, um, there are going to be certain requirements. And one of those is going to be going to church with us uh, on Sundays. Now, if there's something about our particular church that they hate, we're probably going to move churches because I want my kids to grow to love mm-hmm. the Lord and, and their, um, their spiritual development in this season is a bit more, I'm hesitant to say it's more important because they're not going to grow unless I'm growing. I, I think you see what I mean, but we're going to take that into account. Um, but I'll say this too. I, I think there does probably come an age in which preaching becomes far less effective uh, compared to living the mm. gospel. I think that's always true, but I think it's even mm. more true when the kids are in their teenage years. So I just imagine myself, I love that. if my kids are pushing me away, pushing religion away, um, probably preaching less and just loving them more, loving with truth, right? Not negating truth and what God's word said is truth, but just living that out more than I'm preaching. Mm. Yes. I, um, I, you know, I'm acknowledging you and what you said. I love it because it's so true. Maybe the fact that uh, it could, part of the reasons why your child might not be fully connected with the Lord yeah. is probably because of the influences that they have around them. Meaning it could be you, could be yeah. some of the friends, could be totally. some of the you know, it could be somebody in within their own within your own home. So modeling that is super important. It's something that, that I'm very passionate about on this show about modeling to our kids what we do more as caught than taught. You know that kind of mentality, right? So I think it's super important for us if we want our kids to have that type of relationship with with the Lord, and we have to model that. And yeah. if if that's not the case for them, maybe you need to look in the mirror and say, you know what, what do we need to do different as, as parents? What do we need to do different 
to help model that. I've, I have really good friends that have modeled that for their own kids. Uh, and it's amazing to me to watch um, their children grow up into this. And it's in a, in a relationship, uh, a home that wasn't necessarily always perfect. But their kids have grown up in this faith-based um, home yeah. and have grown up with this relationship with the Lord and it's so yeah. powerful because of how they modeled it. Uh, yeah. and, and this is what makes Christianity different, right? Uh, you know, so many, so many religions are based on performance and everything has to be perfection. That's the opposite of what Christianity says. Christianity says Absolutely. we're all massively screwed up. We can't live our lives perfectly. It's impossible. Stop trying and rest in the grace of Jesus Christ. And I think that's a pretty attractive thing for kids, knowing mm. that I don't have to be perfect at school. I don't have to be perfect at work and in my career and in love and whatever. And there's still grace and mercy inside my house because my parents have experienced this themselves right. in their relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. My, my, I grew up in a home that was not faith-based. Um, yeah. my, my, we never went to church. Uh, I found my relationship with the Lord to be, uh, kind of lost. Uh, but I tried to search for it because, um, you know, I used to go to church with, uh, my cousins or my best friends. Uh, they went to church every Sunday and I used to go to church with them and I experienced all different kinds of churches. I went to Catholic church. I went to non-denominational. I went to, I went to Mormon church for a long time, not so much to be a Mormon, but to hang out with my friends because that's what I wanted to do. But I learned a lot of things in all those different relationships with my friends and the Lord, yeah. I learned yeah. a lot of different things about, um, the, our relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's helped carry into my own family. You know, my yeah. parents still don't go to church to this day yeah. yet. My boys have always gone to church since yeah. they were, since they were born. So, um, it's just been important to my wife and I, I want to ask you this one more question. Um, and then we'll move on. Um, what about your children's stories? Um, are you going to really push with your own daughters? Because yeah. I know that you had this in mind to help others, but yeah. really it's got to come from a connection between you and your own daughters. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, what I'm going to push with my daughters is really just the singular idea of this children's book, The Creator and You. It's this idea that work is good because God Himself worked right but this is a radical idea in the history of philosophy and religion every other religion says that the gods created human beings to do the menial work of the world and serve the gods only christianity starts with the god who rolls up his sleeve and works to serve us that's radical. So I think there's so many messages in this world telling my kids that work is bad or just do enough to get by or do enough to retire or do enough so that you can uh, lay on a hammock at the beach for the rest of your life. That's not the message of work in the Bible. The message of the work of work in the Bible is that work is good. Work is God-like and work is primarily a means of serving others, right? Mm. That's what I want my kids to see in this book. Awesome. Very cool. Um, yes, I agree with that. I think, you know, it's one of the reasons why I started the, the my podcast two and a half years ago is that, you know, I found I was at a point in my life where my younger son was at the time a senior in high school. My older son at the time was in college, away at college. And I found I had this void 
that even though I've been such as involved a dad their entire lives, I've done everything with them, haven't missed, you know, I can count on one hand how many events that I've missed yeah. from sports to school events um, that I felt like this void of something was going to be like my father journey was ending. Yeah. Like I, I looked up and said, okay, Lord, I did what you need me to do. I got these guys to the finish line where they can now be independent. Now right. what? Right. And he said, you need, now you need to spread the word. Yeah. Spread the message go. of helping other dads. And so it. I'm still a dad, right? Yeah. I still provide advice. I tell parents that as well. Your kids may be adults, but you're going to provide advice and guidance to them forever. Totally. They can take it or leave it, especially when they're adults, they can take it or leave it. And so I still provide advice and guidance to my boys. But um, the fact is, I'm if I can help just one other dad, yeah. like Jordan, be yeah. a better dad, yeah. you know, in this in the message that we're trying to share here, then I feel like I'm doing God's work, and, I, and I'm grateful Amen. for it. Amen. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so as you and I talked about earlier, I'm looking at uh, you know I've kind of been toying around with starting this little book and, and yeah. I don't, I mean, shoot, maybe I should go the, the children's route. I don't know. You and I can talk about that more offline, but uh, <laughs> listen, Jordan, it has been a huge pleasure having you on. I appreciate all your insight. I appreciate that what you're doing. Um, and I look forward to continuing our friendship because I, I yeah, think absolutely. it's going to go a long ways and, and kind of collaborating together, but thank you so much for being on brother. I really appreciate yeah. all that you're doing. Thanks for having me, Brian. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys very much for joining me on another episode of Dad Up. Thank you, Jordan. Oh, Jordan, before before I pass off here, I was going to close out. I want to yeah. give you an opportunity to yeah. tell my listeners where to find you, where to look you up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you could find a ton of free resources um, at jordanrainor.com, J-O-R-D-A-N-R-A-Y-N-O-R.com to help you understand how your work can matter forever. I think that's a desire of every human and how to communicate these ideas to your kids. And obviously primary way to do it is this book, the creator in you. So um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Sorry about that. I was no worries. Out and so listen, Hey, see, we're all human. We all make <laughs> So thank you guys very much for joining me on another episode of dad up. Thank you, Jordan, for joining me. Make sure you guys are checking out his website, looking at the things that he's doing, the books that he's, he, I mean, he's written a few books, so it's not just the one that he's working on now. He's written a few books and he's got many more to come. So I'm excited for the things that he's doing, but, uh, Thank you guys for very much for joining us, hearing this conversation. As I said before, it wasn't, it's not supposed to be a faith-based show, but the things that we talked about, even though they were faith-based, they really drive who we are as human beings, not only from a work standpoint, from a parenting standpoint. So I appreciate you all joining me. Make sure you guys subscribe to my show. Don't forget to leave me a message and a review and a comment, all that kind of stuff. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Data. Thanks for listening to another episode of Data. Make sure you guys subscribe to my podcast and my YouTube channel. And do me a favor, leave me a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you to see what you think of the show. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes coming up each and every week. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.